Hello and welcome to Dolph's Parlor, the podcast that gets you hard, or wet, or whatever anatomical reaction may ensue from you being deeply, tantalizingly, sensually aroused. I'm your host, Dolph Metzen. Today's story is about the unlikely romance between an American and Afghan soldier in a combat zone. So, without further ado, grab the lube, a towel, and get stroking, because the show is about to begin. Back in 2012, I was a soldier deployed in the Kandahar region of Afghanistan. My company had been out in the boonies for a few weeks, holding down a small outpost alongside a contingent of Afghan army soldiers. Most of the time, we and the Afghans didn't get to know each other very well, because our living quarters were typically separated, and also due to the language barrier. However, for this mission, we shared a tent with them, worked guard shifts together, and went on joint patrols. So, it worked out that we had many opportunities to talk to them through our interpreter. Having them around really made things fun, because they were always horsing around, making jokes, and doing crazy shit like setting up a volleyball net in the middle of a combat outpost. I became close with one Afghan in particular, Abdullah. He was approximately my age, as I was 22 at the time. He had a lean, muscular physique, dark brown hair, light skin, and an ass that really filled out his tight uniform. When I first met him, I asked if he was rusky, because his face had more of a European definition than Arab or Asian. Russians, of course, occupied Afghanistan prior to the U.S., and it was very rude of me to insinuate that he's the offspring of rape from an occupying nation. But there you have it. Soldiers are assholes sometimes. Once he caught on to what I was suggesting, he got red in the face and pushed me, angrily muttering some slurs in Pashto. Notwithstanding the light hostility of our first meeting, Abdullah took a shine to me and would often look for me in his free time. He would ask to look at American magazines and have me teach him English words while he gave me lessons in Pashto. He especially liked watching TV shows on my laptop. We would sit side by side on a green army cot, shoulders touching while we watched the show, one set of earbuds shared between us. One such afternoon, after a patrol, Abdullah and I were sat watching The Big Bang Theory. If I'm honest with myself, I was really enjoying the warmth of his body next to mine. I caught myself leaning against him much more than was necessary to share the earbuds. We were definitely straddling the line of cuddling. About 15 minutes into the show, he rested his hand on my knee, keeping his attention on the laptop screen. Normally, I would be concerned that someone might see, but this seemed innocent enough, and we were somewhat obscured near the back of the tent. It was only a few minutes later that he brushed his fingers against mine, and then boldly held my hand, moving it to his lap. I was aware that holding hands among friends was normal in Afghan culture, and not necessarily a gay thing, but this felt like something more as he gently caressed my palm with his thumb. It occurred to me that I really needed someone, anyone, to touch me in that tender sort of way. The military is a very macho environment, after all, providing very little in the way of emotional support. 
Add to that the psychological stresses of daily combat, and you can imagine how starved I was for comfort. I was becoming transfixed by Abdullah's soft-spoken and gentle manner, the way his wide almond eyes sheepishly held my gaze, the way his cheeks dimpled when he grinned. Abdullah continued stroking my hand, lovingly. I turned my head towards him, and he looked back at me, concerned. There's plenty I would have liked to tell him, if only he spoke English. Instead, we merely locked eyes, sharing an unspoken understanding, a boyish affection for one another. I desperately wanted to kiss him, to hold his body tightly against mine. What in the fuck? A deep voice bellowed over my head. You two about to fuck or what? Goddamn. I turned to look, but already knew that the voice belonged to Sergeant Strom, my squad leader. I quickly recoiled my hand from Abdullah's lap and made some distance between us in the cot. Uh, what? I asked incredulously. Yeah, what? You gay or something? I just saw you boys holding hands, Strom said, accusingly. I closed my laptop and shakily found my footing as I stood up from the cot. Uh, you know how these Afghans are, I said. The men liked to hold hands, seemed rude to stop him, you know, cultural sensitivity and all that. Sergeant Strom merely shook his head as he continued rifling through his rucksack. Don't be a faggot, Meeker. It wasn't long before everyone in my company had taken notice of our friendship and started asking me where my wife, Abdullah, was. I was teased a lot for being gay with the dirty Afghan, despite that we hadn't done anything more than hold hands. Straightforwardly denying that I was gay would only have egged them on further. The approach I took was to jokingly agree with the comments and accept the banter. I'd reply with things like, Well, out here, a hole's a hole, right? Luckily, I had enough masculine credibility to be believable. Many of these guys partied with me like almost every weekend back stateside and knew that I've had plenty of female companions. What they didn't know was that I'd also had a handful of encounters with men. Late nights, after striking out at the bars, or just finding myself especially horny, I'd go online and find another down-low soldier to fool around with. Still, that was my secret, and not something that I wanted to live with in the open. Certainly not here, trapped in a combat theater. In consideration of that, I made a conscious effort to distance myself from Abdullah. One day, we were on a patrol route that took us through neighboring villages and farms. As we were passing through a grape row, bullets suddenly whizzed and cracked very close, ricocheting from the stone walls around us. This was not uncommon, as we were usually tested with a few pop shots any time we went out on patrol. But in this case, the rounds were more deliberate, hitting close and not letting up. All of us took cover behind the hardened mud walls and began trying to determine where the shooting was coming from. Abdullah was kneeling next to me on one side, and the interpreter, Jackie, on the other. Abdullah said something in Pashto, which Jackie translated, He says that the soldiers who come before you would not have hid for cover when the enemy shoots. They would stand and fire back like men. Tell him that's why the 82nd had a 65% casualty rate. Get up and be a hero yourself if you want, I said. 
Abdullah yelled down the patrol line and motioned to some of his other guys. In response, one of them quickly shuffled down the line and handed him a 240 Bravo, which is a large machine gun. Dude, you can put a hundred rounds down range, but I guarantee you don't hit anything, I said, as I nonetheless helped Abdullah get the ammo loaded. Everybody loves when the big weapons get used, so I wasn't really going to try to stop him. Abdullah stood up and rested the weapon on a ledge as I yelled, Suppression fire! So everyone would know what's up. He emptied a whole can of ammo in the vague direction of the enemy, and I watched as the muscles in his arms and back strained to hold the large weapon steady. I couldn't help but notice that his pants were tight around his plump, shapely ass. As he finished off the available ammo, I grabbed his belt and tugged to let him know to come down. I then took his place, posted up on the ledge with my M4, to keep an eye on things. Abdullah knelt on the ground next to me with a big grin. Abdullah, no fear, he said in English. Then, as I was scanning the area with my rifle, I felt a hand on my ass. I looked down to see Abdullah's eyes staring back at me lustfully as he playfully patted and squeezed my butt. For a moment I froze, surprised, but mostly angry that he was going to get me in serious trouble. Was he fucking crazy? People are shooting at us. If my commander saw him fondling me, especially in this situation, I would be fucked. Instinctively and without thinking, I backhanded him in the face, hard enough to put him on his back. He recoiled and softly whimpered. Fuck, man. His shoulders curled inward as he stared at his filthy combat boots while cradling his cheek where the blow struck. After we had fired about a thousand rounds of ammo, the enemy finally stopped shooting at us. We waited a minute to make sure all was clear, and then we headed back to base without investigating whether we had hit or killed any of them. Honestly, we were all wiped out and wanted to get back to our cots without delay. Once back inside the wire, my LT called everyone into a circular huddle and said, You should all thank your lucky stars. I don't think we've had an engagement like that for months. Where's Abdullah, that crazy son of a bitch? I'm going to tell his commander that he deserves a commendation. We all looked around to see if we could find Abdullah. People were hollering, Where's Rambo? But he had already slunk back into the tent by himself. Later that night, around 1 a.m., I was woken up for guard duty. Far in the distance, I could hear the rattling of a machine gun and the swift pummeling of helicopter blades tearing into the sky. Someone is always shooting at someone out here, I thought to myself. My vision blurred as I blinked the sleep from my eyes. Anytime I awoke in Afghanistan, I needed a moment to overcome the sheer dread of remembering where I was waking up. I crawled out of my sleeping bag and slipped on my stinky combat boots. Still half asleep, I lazily slung my body armor over my neck and scampered up the wooden ladder to the guard tower. Our guard shifts were always composed of one U.S. soldier and one Afghan soldier. As I pulled back the curtain and entered the tower, I discovered that by chance, my guard partner for the evening was, you guessed it, Abdullah. He refused to look at me or say hello. We stood in silence for some minutes, looking over the darkened Afghan countryside. He leaned out the window, resting his elbows on the window ledge, with his ass poking out behind him. I saw this as my opportunity to mend things, and I gave his butt a few soft taps. 
He turned his head slightly and said, no. I smiled and grabbed a real handful of cheek, jiggling it around a bit. Despite himself, he giggled. I took him by the waist and turned his body to face me. You can hit me now, I said, making a fist motion towards my face. He came up to face me, his lips only a few inches from mine. He looked directly in my eyes and gave my face a gentle slap. His face remained next to mine, grinning with those adorable dimpled cheeks. Without any hesitation, I leaned in and gave him a soft peck on the lips. His hands caressed my thigh as he returned the kiss. His mouth tasted like earth and mint. I knew I shouldn't have done that, kissed him. The consequences for me would be severe if we were caught. Still, his lips felt so right, pressed firmly with mine. As my cock stiffened against the fabric of my pants, my attention was drawn downwards, and I saw Abdullah's bulge, an unmistakable shaft stretching sideways, aching to be set free. My hands drifted over it, gently caressing along all his length. He kissed me again, tilting his head as his tongue entered my mouth, entangling with my own. I broke away from the kiss, long enough to scan the outpost behind us, making sure no one was walking about. It was pitch dark, except a pale green glow coming from the communications tent, and the low hum of a radio was the only noise breaking the silence of the night. Coast was clear. Abdullah started massaging my bulge through my combat pants. I undid the buttons, and my cock sprang out. The cool night air was shocking, and I felt a rush from the breeze. He took my seven-inch member in his warm hand, testing the weight of it and jerking slowly. I fumbled at his bulge as well, and taking my cue, he quickly unbuckled and dropped his pants in a heap over his boots. We pressed the tips of our cocks together, slowly jerking and frotting. I had one arm slung over his shoulder and made my way kissing along his cheeks and down toward his neck. Even in the relative dark, I could appreciate his handsome features. He wasn't an Abercrombie model, but he had a definite boy-next-door attraction. His chest was well-defined, and his stomach was tight, with a well-defined V at his waist. Mostly, I lusted over his ass, which I had been appreciating consciously for some weeks. It was so round, perky, and muscular. I squatted low and turned him around so that his butt was eye-level. In each hand, I grabbed a handful of cheek. I jiggled them and spread them apart to get a look at his hole. It was so tight-looking. Driven mad by lust at this point, I enveloped my face in his butt, nipping lightly at his cheeks and inhaling all I could of his manly musk. I stood and held his back against my chest. I grabbed his neck and felt along his jawline as I forced his lips to mine. His fat ass rubbed up and down along my naked shaft. He had to stand on his tiptoes in order to bring his asshole near the tip of my cock. I teased my cockhead against his dry hole, and he moaned quietly into my mouth. I couldn't take it any longer, and spun Abdullah around to face me once again. I then harshly forced him to his knees. His eyes looked up to mine as his mouth hung open widely, awaiting my cock. 
I teased my cockhead around his open lips and slapped it against his face before plunging into his silky wet mouth. He ran his tongue along the underside of my shaft while pumping my foreskin. Up and down he bobbed, swirling and salivating all over my meat. He cut my balls with one hand and massaged my cock with wet, twisting motions of his hand. Fuck. I was getting close. I'm going to come, I whispered. He popped my dick out of his mouth and looked at me quizzically. He didn't understand. I made an explosion gesture with my hand, hoping he might get that. He stood up and gave me another peck on the lips, before moving to take position, leaning against the windowsill, his ass splayed out in front of me. I pressed my dick up to his hole and teased his ass as I reached around and played with his throbbing cock. The head of my dick only just entered his hole, and I kept it there, gyrating my hips slowly, treasuring the sensation of his smooth, tight insides. My dick was already really wet from him sucking me, and it slid easily into him. I had already been close to coming before, so I took it slow, with very tender, long strokes in and out of his hole. He moaned quietly as his muscled arms firmly gripped the window ledge. My hand stroked his rock-hard cock, and I kissed the back of his neck. Before long, Abdullah's ass started clenching hard on my deck, and I felt his members start to pulse in my hands. Ropes and ropes of cum spurted onto the floor. He was trembling. I leaned into him, whispering in his ear, Yeah, baby, come for me. Mm, I've needed this for so long. I knew he couldn't understand a word of what I was saying, but I felt so connected with him in that moment. I looked down and saw his muscled ass still clenching on my hard cock. He bounced his ass up and down against me. I wasn't going to last much longer, as I felt my own orgasm beginning to overcome me. Risking a little too much sound, I clapped his cheeks hard and fast. I couldn't help but to moan as I dumped load after load into his ass. As I gently slid my cock out, a generous amount of cum followed and spattered on the floor. We got dressed and cleaned up the mess on the floor with a packet of Kleenex tissues that I had, and then spent the next hour in relative quiet. I held him from behind, and we shared kisses as we watched the moon fall on the horizon. Thanks for listening, everyone. If this show got you hard, then you owe me a five-star rating. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button and tune in next time. <laughs>